What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. So, my wife's having a meeting in the other room, a Zoom meeting, and uh, she's loud. So, we'll see if we can get through this without picking up on her meeting. We're going to try her other Zoom presentation tonight, her uh, training that she's doing online, and uh, see how we get along with the video sharing and PowerPoint sharing and all that stuff. I appreciate everybody who chipped in and helped me kind of troubleshoot Zoom a little bit. It's uh, it's kind of a pain in the butt. I, the only thing I really think would help a lot is if I upgrade her RAM, uh, double her RAM. So I guess that's going to be one of my next moves. I'm just not sure how I should approach it because I'm pretty sure if I do it myself, it voids the warranty cracking the case open. So I don't know. I got to take a look at that, but feel free to give me your opinions on that too. Do I pay, do I pay the people where I bought it from to go ahead and put the Ram in when I could probably just do it in about 10 minutes myself? I don't know. I just feel like paying for that is silly, but anyway, let's read some tech support. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Family tech support? More of a pain in the ass than I thought, apparently. I've always thought that reports of family tech support were often a little exaggerated until today. Three days ago, I helped my tween set up a Minecraft server, or rather I did everything while he watched as I built the thing, showing him what I'm doing. Two days ago, he said there was an issue. His friend couldn't join. He demanded that I fix it. I asked him to try to join the server himself, verify if he had a problem too. We don't have time for that. I asked him then to contact his friend and ask for the error details. Again, we don't have time for that. Just fix it. We had a back and forth where I politely introduced the concept of troubleshooting. He cut me off and demanded I google the issue, which was surprisingly helpful. Not a bad idea, actually. By sheer luck, I found something quickly that described what was probably the root cause and how to resolve it. I tested the resolution with a bunch of machines in our house and none had a problem. In fact, none have ever had a problem, even when I log in the exact same way his friend does, suggesting the issue is on the other end, but my son was convinced I should just fix it. Anywho, yesterday I decided to stop arguing against the inevitable and purchased a subscription to an online service. Just outsource it all. It was a breeze to create and the result was just what he wanted. Again, I did everything while he mostly watched. That night he and his friend happily logged in and did their minecrafting. Today he facetimed me. He couldn't be bothered to walk from the second floor down to the basement and figured this was more efficient. Fair enough. So we had a remote tech support session while we are both in the same house. Will wonders never cease? Anywho, he says the server is broken. We had another back and forth on the basic principles of troubleshooting. He then clarified that the issue is he can't log in. Making progress here, I explained that Google appeared to be having an issue, which might impact the authentication. Aside from that, I had changed nothing since yesterday, so there should be nothing I need to fix. I asked him to bring his laptop downstairs. I would try to log in myself while he watched. He would try to log in while I watched, then we would compare our steps and the results. He balked at that, saying it was a waste of time and energy. So I spent about 15 seconds pondering if I should go to him while he squinted his face at the screen. Then he perked up and said, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Okay, I'm logged in. Thanks, Dad. Actually, no thanks. 
You didn't do anything. You just sat there wasting time again, just talking at me while I did all the work. Hang up. Edit. He's 12. He's both an ass and an incredibly sweet kid. He doesn't have many friends and was nervous that this person might abandon their attempt to join his server while we did the troubleshooting, so he was a bit short with me as a result. I'm not going to lash out in anger when stuff like this happens. Each time I've done that in the past, it's been counterproductive. I can't let my temper get in the better of me. I can't let the... I can't let my temper get the better of me. I've learned to think it over and respond dispassionately. For example, about an hour after our last conversation, he bounded downstairs to excitedly tell me all the stuff he and his friend had mined in his Minecraft world. Apparently, they found diamonds and some sort of artifact. Very exciting. I explained again the concepts of troubleshooting, and he listened better this time when he was in a better space. I also explained that being rude will never help his case. I love him more than he'll ever know, but I'm far less likely to help him in the future if he treats me this way. He seemed to understand that better. The next time something like this happens, I'll again walk him through a few principles of troubleshooting, customer service, and basic courtesy. If I caught him off from my tech support, that's a decision I'll make after some thought and after conversation with my wife. Well, I can understand wanting to ease into things and not snap out at him and lash out at him in anger and things like that. I, I understand that in principle, but I'll be damned if a 12 year old is going to dictate to me to hurry up and I don't have time to troubleshoot, yada, yada, yada. Mm -mm, that's not how this works. Listen here. You're going to have to learn one way or the other that in this world, especially when you get out on your own, things are definitely not going to go the way you want them to go just because you want them to be that way. Be patient, troubleshoot, do things right, work through the processes and things will usually get fixed. Sometimes it takes longer because it's a more complicated issue, but you gotta watch yourself. If you piss off the guy that you're asking for help, you're probably gonna end up on the short end of the stick and being in more of a mess than you started. I love my 12 year old too, but no, she's not gonna speak to me that way. Like ever. You want us to reboot what? This is a story about a tech support guy from a large multi-system vendor. We'll call him Sherlock. We have about 100 blade enclosures from this vendor, each one loaded with hypervisor servers that themselves can have a couple hundred guests apiece on them. Now I'm the manager of a knock, and my analyst that was working this issue was about a month into a new job. We'll call him Steve. Steve's been trying to get Sherlock to replace what we knew was a faulty I.O. module in his chassis, but Sherlock has a script to follow, and no matter how hard our module fails to work properly, he's not replacing that thing until he's done with his script. I can only figure he got to the section that says, Warning! Non-production troubleshooting only! And tells Steve, Hey, it's time to reboot the chassis! Now Steve's BS meter goes off, and he turns to me and asks me how we reboot a chassis. I tell him we don't. What maniac is asking for that? So I have Steve conference me in. I ask for a quick recap, and then I ask Sherlock if he asks people to reboot a whole chassis often. No, not really, he says. Most people refuse. So then I ask him how often he's had people reboot a whole chassis for a single bad port on an I.O. module. Uh, I'll start the RMA. I don't know if Sherlock was just having a bad day, but Steve asked him three times before me, is this really necessary for a bad port? For context, rebooting a chassis would have immediately hard-dropped nine blades and roughly 400 production servers without any change record in place. I have plenty of capacity to HA these other hosts, but I need approvals for all that. All for a bad network port. I swear, the longer these meetings go on, the louder and more animated she gets. <laughs> so anyway, it's hard cohabitating when we're both on video things and trying not to have each other's noises bleed back and forth. I need a thicker door.
Anyway, I can understand why a lot of these corporations have their frontline techs read from scripts. I, I, I get it so that you can go through the processes. But at the same time, your, your tech's got to be autonomous enough and smart enough or knowledgeable enough to be able to say, yeah, that doesn't sound right. We're going we're gonna to avoid that step because obviously it doesn't do anything but damage more stuff. So, yeah. They like to move it, move it. Had a ticket yesterday and thought I might as well tell people that matter most of my life, the internet. Complaint is that two subfolders are missing from a shared mailbox. The subfolders contain the submitter's name, sort of a crude in-progress name type of format. One ticket from each of the missing names. Initial thoughts, they have the folder view collapsed so that it's not visible. One of the tickets have a screenshot that eliminates this from my list of huckleberries, as I can plainly see the folder list expanded, so I can't choose from the initial thought in front of you. Second thought, it got moved to another folder that is collapsed or visible, so I map it to my inbox and start going through all the folders and confirm it sadly is not present in any of them. Collapsed or not, so I can clearly not choose from the thought in front of me. At this point, this folder is gone, deleted, disappeared, disassembled. No, disassemble! Getting ready to admit defeat and ask the sysadmins to do some sort of restoral magic, I think back to how most of my tickets are a result of user self-inflicted trauma. Luckily, this mailbox has only about 15 people with access to it, so I start looking and about half of them are now shared mailboxes, meaning the people who had access were promoted to customer. So I only have to look in half the spots I thought I would. Going through each mailbox, I finally find my huckleberry. The two folders with the exact same names have ended up under someone's primary inbox. It's an area manager that the team have a great rapport with, so I give them a call. We confirm that this is indeed the grail I've been looking for, and they move them back. We end the call with some good pleasantries as normal and all was right with the world. And we definitely had, and we definitely didn't have FSL, what? FS Logix issues with people launching Citrix sessions yesterday. Don't know what Logix is, whatever. But it is nice that these people seemed reasonable and weren't chomping at the bit, you know, pointing fingers at everybody else and that you were able to resolve the issue. So, yeah, kind of a nice wholesome ending there. Never let executives near the file server. I had a customer who kept their HP file server in the office manager's office. We get a call from her one day. The server is making loud beeping noises and it's slow. I head over and see that the LED for one of the RAID 5 drives is blinking. I run the RAID admin app, silence the alarm, and check the logs. No errors from that drive prior to it going offline. I pull the drive and carefully check for damage and dust bunnies on it and its slot. Seeing no physical issue, I replace the drive. It's detected and immediately the RAID begins to rebuild. After about an hour, the rebuild completes without error. I recommend to the office manager that we order a replacement drive and schedule the replacement for the next weekend. I pack up and go. A few days later, she calls and says the RAID alarm is sounding again, but this time the server is not running. I ask what happened. She said that everything was working when they got in that morning, but soon after, the alarm started going off. The company president came by to ask about the noise. She told him that the last time it happened, the computer guy pulled out the drive with the blinking light and put it back. He tells her to try that, so she does. When the alarm doesn't stop, he says, well, that didn't work. Try another one. Oh, God. Me. Okay, please pack up all the backup tapes and have them and the server ready for me to pick up. I'll need to do a full restoration. Dude, the president of the company is going to tell somebody that doesn't know tech support, and that's why you pay tech support, either an outsourced company or internal, whatever. That's why you pay them to do this stuff. You know, don't tell people to start snatching drives out. I mean, 
you have no idea what you're doing. I wouldn't know what I was doing. Now, I could probably Google my way through it, but still, if I'm paying somebody to do this, hey, I'm hands off, man. Go ahead and take care of it. Scary stuff, man. Trust but verify. No, you. Background. I was vendor support for a service running on one of this company's servers. We had ruled out any issues on our end and pointed at a local network issue, but I was needed for testing at the end, so I got to stay as a fly on the wall. This had turned into a big meeting with several network people, sysadmins, several managers, and upper management, and one lonely local IT guy who was the only set of hands on the affected machine. We had decided to change the IP on the affected machine. A local IT guy, a network guy, and network guy's manager walk into a bar. Network guy. Alright, I'm going to send you the new IP in the meeting chat. You'll need to set it as a static on the server. IT. Got it. Entering it now. Done. Network guy. I'm still not able to reach it. Can you try rebooting it? One reboot later. Network guy. Still nothing. Can you send me a picture of the info you entered into the static just to double check? IT says, sure. Trust but verify. I got you. Give me a second. One blurry phone picture later, since the machine's offline at this point. Network. This doesn't make sense. That's exactly what I sent you. Can someone else try to reach it from a different source? Network manager. Net, can you send a screenshot of what you entered on our end for that port? I guess. I copied it straight out of the entry. Net sends a screenshot that has an IP that clearly does not match what he sent in the chat earlier. I'm not talking like 10.10.10.10 compared to 10.10.212.47. Not even close. It was probably an IP address from a different entry altogether but I'll never know. Complete silence for much longer than was comfortable. IT says, and done. Can you reach it now? Network guy says, yes. Cool. Can we check to see if the service is working with the new IP? Me. Uh, yeah. Testing now. The meeting proceeded and it ended up being something else. Still a network issue, just something outside my wheelhouse. I'll never forget you, super chill local IT guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm only partially aware of what's going on here. I guess the, the network guy sent an initial number and then was trying to get in with a different number. So which number was wrong? The initial one he sent or the one he was actually trying to use? But either way, everybody was double checking back and forth and working through it. And it didn't sound like anybody was getting snippy or anything. So again, another wholesome ending because everybody learned how to work like adults and together. Good job. Can you help me with my computer issue? I'm not available right now. Let's do it when you're far away. Recently, I was taking holidays with family. It was my last night in the U.S. before coming back to France. I was dining with some friends of friends, and I overheard somebody complaining about a technical issue. It seems it was really impeding some personal projects she had. I'm at ease with computers, and that seemed fixable in three minutes. Admittedly, I understand it wasn't intuitive, but I asked her to bring her laptop so we could work on it. She didn't have it, which makes perfect sense. So I suggested we meet tomorrow morning, as I was leaving at noon and would have plenty of time to deal with it. I was staying at only 15 minutes by car from her place. I'm from Paris, France. I can't imagine a town doesn't have an acceptable bus service, but I guess she had to drive. I was trying to adapt myself to this culture. Anyway, she told me that she doesn't want to bother me during my last day of holiday, and she preferred to call me once I'm back home at my place. I tried to explain that it would be far less bothersome to take a laptop and do the thing myself than to try to explain to her how to share her screen and follow my instructions. To no avail. I wonder whether it's because before noon is too early on a Saturday. I explained plainly that I wouldn't do it over the phone and it's either while I'm here or it's somebody else's problem. I told my friend not to give her my contact. I wonder whether she'll still try to get help or not. 
Until then, I guess it's Tales from No Support? Sorry. Hey, I don't blame you. You know, I mean, you're offering to do a nice thing for this person and they can't go, you know, 15 minutes out of their way to... I don't know. They would have spent maybe total 45 minutes getting this whole thing fixed and it would have just been done. No headaches. But they want you to do it their way on their time. Yeah, screw that. You know, no good deed goes unpunished, right? And oh, by the way, I don't remember in this story where you were staying, but we do have some decent bus services depending on where you are in the country. It's just not all over the country. The city buses and subways and trains and things like that, they, they do okay. They're not too bad. They don't seem to run quite as smoothly as most European public transport, but it's something. YouTube thinks you're going to like this video next, so go ahead and click there. Really. Till the next one, we'll see you.